Good morning, everyone. God is good. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Welcome to Calvary Gospel Church. If you're a guest of ours, we're glad you're with us, whether you're online or here in person. We want you to know that you're always welcome here. And uh, we would like to encourage you to come again. Uh, you can connect with us if you would take a few moments before you leave today. Uh, talk to one of our ushers or greeters out there by the kiosk. We have a small gift for you if you would want to share a few points of information online. You can do that with the bit.ly link uh, that will show on your screen. Uh, we, we want you to feel at home here. We're glad that you're with us, and we're happy to be in the house of God this morning. And everyone said amen. Amen. Uh, we, if you feel led to give, we do have several options, ways you can give. You can give in the offering boxes posted at the entrance to the sanctuary. Uh, you can mail it in. Uh, you can go to our website uh, at, uh, and give there on cgcmadison.org forward slash giving. Uh, or you can go to Church Center, the Church Center app, and uh, follow the instructions there, find Calvary Gospel Church, uh, get the app active on your phone, and you can give through that app as well. Uh, a few announcements. Next Sunday, February 11th, there will be a men's ministry service at 6 p.m. Everyone, all men are welcome. Uh, bring a friend. Uh, it, the announcement says to plan to hit up some yummy food afterwards. Uh, also coming up, February 16th to the 18th, there will be a marriage workshop. Uh, there's still time to invest in your marriage, a date to remember. Uh, uh, the Giwas will be leading that. They're trained counselors uh, and very gifted and talented individuals. And if you would, uh, are interested in being a part of that, you can scan the QR code there on the bottom. Uh, the Nominal cost for that is $250 per couple, but uh, if you are with Calvary Gospel Church and you use a QR code, uh, our pastor has uh, tried to make it easier for our uh, members to uh, participate in this. And you a $100 discount, I think, is that right? $100 discount uh, for that if you uh, sign up through Calvary Gospel Church. Amen. Uh, then uh, further ahead, February 25th, on Sunday, we'll have an opportunity fair. We'll have our normal uh, 10 o'clock classes and then a shortened worship service at 11. And then we will have our opportunity fair in the fellowship hall. You come and check out all of the different uh, uh, opportunities for ministry, uh, the uh, connection groups, various connection groups, the various daughter works outreaches that are all uh, part of what we do here at Calvary Gospel Church. You can find out what interests you. Maybe there's something there that you didn't know was there and you want to connect with them or volunteer to serve in some way or another. That's why we call it Opportunity Fair. Amen. Then also coming up March 3rd, Baby Dedication Sunday. Baby Dedication Sunday, March 3rd. This will be an 11 a.m. service uh, after the, the Sunday morning lesson. Uh, you can scan that QR code. Uh, and get more information, or you can find one of the flyers posted in the in, on the doors in the 
vestibule there and get more information on that and how to uh, sign up for that. Praise God. I would ask you to stand at this time and let's, let's pray. I know probably all of us have already prayed at some point or another, but let's pray together and ask for God's blessing on this service. In Jesus' name, we join together, God, in your presence and in your name, and we ask, oh God, for your blessing and anointing upon the remainder of the service, upon uh, the ministry of song, all of these that are here to service in, in, in song and in, in, uh, in all the technicians, God, we thank you for them. We ask you to bless them. But bless each one of us, Lord, and help us to to give our whole heart, our whole mind to you and worship this morning so that you may receive the glory and honor in all we do here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Let's worship the Lord.
in the adult Bible class this morning, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that teaching. I came partway through it, but uh, just all of this lines up, and Pastor Saddle talking about who Jesus is. Man, so good. So good. Just feel the Lord in this place. Amen. Amen. If you would turn to one scripture really quick before you're seated. If you're able to stand for the reading of the word, John 14, 6. John chapter 14, verse 6. I want to say how much I appreciate my wife. She's an amazing mother, an amazing teacher, and makes phenomenal snickerdoodle muffins. All the fifth and sixth graders say amen. You guys didn't like them? Where's the fifth and sixth graders saying amen? Okay, we got one. There we go. Got to enjoy one. Hopefully you left some. Didn't eat them all, so we get seconds. <laughs> amen. John 14 says, I appreciate my wife. Amen. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This morning we're going to speak on the the subject, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. If you'd put your Bibles down, your phones down, let's just ask the Lord to speak to our hearts this morning. We thank you, God, so much. 
We praise your name, God. We worship you, Lord. We thank you for the teaching of the word we've heard already this morning. We thank you, God, for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for the presence that we feel in this place, God. It's like, Lord God, you've wrapped your arms around this sanctuary, God, and you want to minister. You want to reach someone. You want to speak to someone's mind and heart. And, and Lord, I pray, God, anoint my lips, God, to communicate your word. We're so thankful, God. We're so grateful, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, last week in service, we, we sang the song titled The Same God. And one of my tasks here on a weekly basis during the week is to help out our music department get songs ready to go in our system uh, for them to use, get the chords in, get their lyrics in. And so typically when a new song is being entered, I end up listening to it a few times as I'm going. And as I was typing things up and listening to it this time around, the Lord began to uh, speak to my heart about this morning's message. The chorus of this song, uh, of that song is this, I don't need another reason. I don't need more convincing. The same God who made a way is the same God who's here today. Even in my darkest moment, this will be the truth I'm holding. The same God who made a way is the same God who's here today. The same God who made a way. The same God who made a way. This concept of God making a way that there is a path that we are on, that we are on a journey is woven throughout Scripture. It's found in some of the most often quoted Scriptures. Uh, uh, Psalms 23. Many are familiar with it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. There's a path. He's leading He's leading us. He restores my soul, verse 3. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of of the Lord forever. Someone doesn't get followed unless they're going somewhere. None of you are following me right now. But it, well, maybe on Facebook, but I <laughs> but I'm ching. Um, but if I were to walk out that door, walk to my office, and one of you were to come behind me, then you would be following me, standing still. So again, there's indication that we are going somewhere. We're followed. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Love this scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And what? He shall direct your paths. We're on a path. We're on a journey. Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light to my path. That's right. We're walking. We're going somewhere. And God's word lights our way. In a congregation this size, it would be fascinating to study each individual life and how we live our lives because we've all been raised differently, different circumstances, different types of environments. Some live life day by day and really are floating through life. Some are super purposeful in all they do. 
uh, and have their time down to a minute. Others have established goals in the area of finance or education or their relationships and are making decisions on their paths based on those goals. But Scripture comes at life with eternity in mind. This life is fleeting. All the stuff that we work toward in life, one day will be gone. One day will be gone. And so it behooves us to have that consideration along the way. Proverbs 4.10 through 15 this is Solomon. He says, hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I've taught you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Don't let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Solomon is admonishing folks to make sure that they're picking the way of wisdom and the right path and not walking on the way of evil. We, what do we say, boys, all the time at home? Are you on the good path or the bad path? Bad path. What do we need to be on? Good path. What does that look like? Don't yell. <laughs> Don't have an attitude. You know, We talk all the time. You're, you're on the bad path, and there are consequences for the bad path. Oh, my. But there's also consequences on the good path. Good consequences. Amen. Further down in verse 18, it says, But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines even brighter into the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. And finally, it wraps it up at verse 26 of the chapter. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Are we pondering the path of our feet today in regards to eternity? Eternity's forever. Are we biblically ready? Have we seen in the Bible ourselves the complete picture, or are we just going off what someone has said? Any time one of our ministers gets up here and, you know, if we have Scripture, go write those Scriptures down. Go back and take note and read them yourselves. Study to show yourselves approved, the Bible says. Don't take something at face value just because I say it. Look at it. Meditate on it. Marinate in it. And let the Lord just confirm it in your spirit. That's the big picture, eternity, and the most important consideration today. But also, are we pondering the path of our feet for our careers, for our families, for our relationships, for what we're going to do this month, for what we're going to tackle, for how we're going to involve ourselves in our hobbies, for this and that and everything in our lives. When an opportunity knocks, we've been talking about that last month, are, are we pondering the path of our feet or running from the opportunity because of fear or running toward it without consideration if it's actually a God opportunity. There are opportunities that are not God opportunities. That it's like, okay, are they willing to do that despite what the Word of God says? So can make sure it's a God opportunity. Ponder the path of your feet. Are you ready for a mental whiplash here? <laughs> Let those questions marinate in your mind. 
as we move on, because this whole concept makes me think of the Boy Scouts. <laughs> I was born in the country of Greece. Uh, my parents were missionaries. We went to the American Embassy School there. I got the coolest birth certificate. It's born overseas birth certificate. Yeah. No Wisconsin, no, you know. Born overseas, yeah. Anyways, it's cool. I've also got my Greek one, which I can't read, but it's in Greek from the hospital. Anyways, random thought. But somewhere along the way, I got involved in Cub Scouts. That's before Boy Scouts, which are just older scouts. But you start off as a lion, Cub Scout, then a, then, then a bobcat, then a tiger. Any, any of y'all just feeling like, yeah, that's... Then a wolf, then a bear, and finally a weebelow which is the last level before you come, become an actual Boy Scout. So that's all the levels of Cub Scouts. You know, Weeble's Honor. You know, they, they stole that in some, some movie. But Weeble's Honor, that's, that's a sign. And that's my wife. I, since we've been married, I'm like, Weeble's Honor. It's like, Weeble's, what are you? I'm like, duh, I'm a Weeble. <laughs> that's right. What kind of cool animal is a Weeble, you may ask? I couldn't remember because it was lion, bear, tiger, wolf. So I looked it up yesterday so I could show the cool picture of what a weebolo is, what kind of fierce animal I had become that represented my scout troop. And, yeah, it's not an animal. No, it's short for will be loyal scouts. I've been weebolo proud all my life, folks. Yesterday I, I was devastated. When I found out, I almost threw this out. Cause <laughs> that is lame. Who in the right like that scout leader will be loyal scouts? You're a weeble. Like, come on, pick up anaconda or something, you know? Like, come on. But I digress. In my childhood mind, I was amazing, and in my adult mind, I'm still a child and still think I'm amazing as a weeble. Weeble's honor. Amen. What does Boy Scouts have anything to do with this, you may ask? Well, stick with me. As I listened to the song, the same God, 10 days ago, began, Lord began to work on my heart. Out of nowhere, this memory of my time in the Scouts came back to mind. Memory I haven't thought about in, in, in several years. Despite the lame name, like I said, our, our, our troop was so cool as an 8- or 9-year-old. Uh, we got super pumped when we found out that we were going to go on a hike as a troop. Not only were we going, but a troop of comparable Greek scouts were going to join us. Yes, I was involved in international relationships, international relations at a young age. That's right. Started my career early. You have to understand the setting. This was not remote Montana, so get that out of your mind, all you man up folks. This was not like deep, deep, you know, forest and out in the boonies. This is just outside Athens, Greece. Uh, remote, but not too remote. Greece is a country that gets 300 days of sunshine a year. Um, doesn't rain much. Snow is very rare. Um, so if you don't like the snow, you could head south or you can move to Greece. Um, amen. Uh, I'm with you if you do. Uh, so you can imagine how we prepped for this hike. That's the weather we're expecting. I remember having a backpack with all my hiking necessities in it. Uh, probably just lunch <laughs> for when we stopped. <laughs> Come on, I'm eight. I'm eight years old. <laughs> but I, I don't really remember. I, I have snippets of memories of this whole trip. 
The day we arrived, we're ready, we're pumped, we go to the starting area. Uh, we did not know that we weren't really ready or prepared to face what we were about to face. It was a sunny day, it was beautiful, but as our guide for the day led us higher and deeper into the forest, we went farther down the hiking paths and it got colder with the tree coverage above us. And then we came upon the snow. We had gotten up to an altitude where there actually had been a large, recently a, a large amount of snow that had fallen and had covered the paths. I have a distinct memory of us coming up to this uh, fork in the path. Um, they had markers like we do here in Wisconsin on, on hiking paths. And, and the guide seemed confused. I, I remember distinctly uh, the guide from my vantage point seeming confused me. And he made the choice to go a certain direction. I don't, I don't know what was going on in that moment in the guide's head, but I remember thinking, I, I don't know if this is the right way to go. This doesn't make sense. We're ha heading down a path with deeper snow, more snow. Why would we do that? I remember thinking that as a, as a kid. Uh, I, I think this guide is lost is what I remember thinking. Um, yet he was the guide. We followed his expertise. He knew the woods. He knew where we were. Um, Proverbs 21.2 says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. Proverbs 12 puts it slightly different. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. As we journey through life, we can make the mistake of this, this guide and just head off into a direction that we think makes sense instead of seeking the counsel of the Lord. Think about Moses and the children of Israel. They're slaves in Egypt. Pharaoh finally, through a course of time, allows them to leave. They head out. Then Pharaoh changes his mind and starts chasing after them. If you know your geography, Egypt's here, the Red Sea's here, and then promised land's over there. So they get to the Red Sea, and Pharaoh's army's behind them. Army behind them, Red Sea in front of them, no escape, no logical path. What made sense in the natural and something that uh, some of them suggested that should be done was to throw themselves on Pharaoh's mercy and head back to Egypt as slaves. It's, it, well, we're done for. Let's just let's hope for the best. Psalm 77, 19. This is not even, an, I don't believe, in reference to uh, the children of Israel. Might be, I didn't look into it, but it says, Thy way is in the sea, and thy path in the great waters and thy footsteps are not known, speaking of God. God tells Moses to take a step into the Red Sea and stretch out his arms. And boom, a supernatural path was opened up before them, a path that didn't make a lick of common sense. We need to make sure that we're walking down a God path, not the path that we think makes sense for our lives, not the path that culture tells us is appropriate, not the path that a parenting book or self-help book tells us to go down. Not the path TikTok tells us to go down. Because you know what? Parenting books are great, but it might not apply to you and what your child needs. And so then we start, we go book to book to book. I just need help, God. I don't understand why my kids are crazy. <laughs> Probably I haven't read any books. That's my problem. No, just joking. But we, we, we can get down that, like, this is the path. This is the way we're going to be. When God is just like, I, I want, ooh, ooh, 
pick me, pick me. Come to me. I, I, I created your kid. Like, I got the answer if you would just, I can just, that's my mind. I see God like, just call on my name. There's been times where we've just called on the Lord in parenting. And he said, do this. And we're like, that does not make sense. But it worked. It works. Because God knows our kids better than we know ourselves, them ourselves. If we put our path through the lens of our own hearts and minds, it will be the right path. This is it. I know what I'm doing. That's why we have to filter everything through God. Every step of the way, God, should I go this way? Should I go down this route? Amen. Our hiking group soon got to the point of trudging through several inches of snow. The uh, path was unrecognizable. We probably weren't on the actual path. Uh, we're in the middle of the forest. We're turned around. The guide is visibly freaking out. The group comes to the realization that we're lost. We didn't know where we were, which directions to go, what steps to take, and how to get to safety. Is that you this morning? Is that you? Verse 2 of that song says, I won't be shaken even when I'm shaking. Are you shaking on the path you're on? Do you feel completely lost and unsure of where to go, what to do, what decisions to make? You're not the only one to face that. And God is here. I have a distinct memory of that moment. Our, our groups were huddled up. The American scouts in one group, the Greek scouts in another group. I remember um, looking over and some of the Greek scouts were crying. And, you know... Us being patriotic Americans, we're like, we're tough Americans. Yeah, we're awesome scouts. They're crying. <laughs> we don't cry. We're American scouts. Again, we're not prepared for the snow. Yeah, yeah, inside, we're all freaking out, too. You know, we're all cold. We're all miserable. Um, I don't remember exactly, uh, but I want to say that uh, some of the Greek scouts were in shorts. Don't remember exactly, but somehow one of them had gotten snows in his shoes, or somehow his socks were soaking wet. Not a, not a good situation. And so the leaders realized the danger of this and asked everyone if any of us had extra socks. It was then I remembered, besides my lunch <laughs> and my dad's thermos that I ended up breaking on the trip and got in trouble for, um, but besides those, my mom had packed socks, extra socks. Thank you, Mom. Just in case. You know, we, we might not be safe. The answer might not have come yet. The direction may be hazy. We may be lost in a world of uncertainty. But I've come to encourage someone that God will provide for you, even in the midst of the storm. That, I believe God used my mom to pack socks because that kid needed, was going to need socks. I never got the socks back. <laughs> Don't want them. <laughs> I've heard it so many times that when people, they tell their stories about a, a particular journey in life, a, a portion of their life, they look back and, they, and then from their perspective of having gone through the storm, they can see how God was there the entire time. And many of you can, I've heard from you, I've heard your testimonies. And, and it's like God was there. I didn't realize it in the moment. But God was providing. You may be questioning life and eternity this morning and wondering what the meaning of it all is. You may think you're here randomly. But on the other side of your decision making, you're going to see God's hand was leading you the entire time.
God will provide the proverbial dry socks in your life when your feet are wet. I don't know what exactly happened uh, from that point, but somehow we finally got through the trees, through the forest, trudged through the snow, came up a hill, and there was an outcropping of rocks, and I have this, this mental picture of that, that area. Open sky above, so there was no snow. The warmth of the sun was, uh, we finally felt, we warmed up. We had a place to sit, to rest, get off our feet, get our bearings. And, you know, eight, nine-year-old boys are like, this is the best day ever. You know, I could just sense that, you know, like our spirits totally changed. <laughs> and we're still lost. But, you know, sun, we're not freezing. Pulled out my lunch, my thermos, drank my whatever I had, probably milk. I've always loved milk. I didn't drink coffee at eight years old. <laughs> As you can see, I didn't stunt my growth. <clears throat> Anyways, um, as things are getting figured out, as far as what next steps to take, I remember that we saw or someone pointed out to us that uh, a ways away we could see a road. Again, this is not Montana in the middle of nowhere. No, there, there was a road that traffic was, uh, we saw some trucks go down and everything. Again, it's outskirts of Athens. But where we were wasn't directly connected to it. We could see it. Um, but there was, I believe, a valley between the two, another forested area. And, and, and so we could potentially have done that and gone there, but not a smart move with a bunch of kids and a guide who probably would get lost again. <laughs> but it was a tempting thought. This is another moment that we can get ourselves in trouble. We know where to go. We can see the finish line. We know the goal. We see a solution. And so we just take off without God, asking God if we should go. Well, he gave me a mind, so, and I see the solution, so I'm just going to do it. Well, what if it's not the way God wanted you to go? It's closely related to being right in our own minds, but this is a moment when we actually can see a path to take. Will we just go down that path, or will we wait on God's direction? I think of a message I preached six years ago um, centered around my middle school mile run. If you'd put that image up. Um, so if you see the traffic light at the bottom, that's where we would start. We would do a, this big, huge loop around the American community. This was in Bonn, Germany. Um, horrible, horrible times uh, running, um, walking. Um, but you see the path clockwise. And uh, right there, about two-thirds way, you see the dotted line. And I, I told everyone, um, in the middle, there were houses and every housing uh, for the American embassy folks. And that was a path that cut through all the housing. And so the, 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 the line, outer line is a sidewalk, but that's a path that you could take a shortcut. And I, I made this point then in that message, and I'll make it again today. If we see a path and consider taking it in our lives, we're making a big assumption on where God is leading us. Our run with Jesus is not like my middle school mile run. I knew I had to make it back to the school or back to the traffic light there. And so I could, don't know if I ever did, but take that shortcut because I knew where I had to go. We may think we know where God is leading us, but just around the corner, he may take us a completely different route. And guess what? If we took the other path to get to where we thought he was leading our lives, we may find ourselves completely out of his will and have no clue where we were supposed to be. 
So if we're not supposed to jump, if we're not supposed to, oh, there's a solution, boom, let's go. What are we supposed to do in those times? Psalms 37, verse 5, says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He, he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the new day. Verse 7, listen to this, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Resting in the Lord and patiently waiting. Activities that as Americans we don't do very well at. That's what God calls us to do. Draw close to him. Abide in him. Rest in him. Wait patiently in him. Seek after him. But if he doesn't say go, don't go. But if he says go, it's time to go. Wait for him. Be patient in him. Rest in him. So the guide made the decision that while we all stayed in the relatively safe place and waited, he would head off to go get help. Sun was out. No snow where we're at. We're not cold. We're good to go. Um, I don't remember how long we were up there, but I'll never forget when I heard the unmistakable sound of a helicopter. A rescue helicopter came to where we were. There was no flat ground for it to land, so they lowered a rescuer to us on the top of that hill um, so he could show us the way out. Obviously, things got super exciting and fun at that point because I don't even remember the trek because at that point, we're, you know, you have these memories and it's the, the like, huh, freak out parts you remember. I don't remember leaving, but obviously I, I got out of there. Obviously, we got to the buses or the, the vans that we were in. The answer had come. The path was laid clear before us, and boom, we're on our way to safety, to home. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You want to be on the path to heaven? Jesus is the way. You want answers and direction for your life? Jesus is the way. You need wisdom to handle a situation? Jesus is the way. You need a miracle? Jesus is the way. What a promise that we find in Isaiah uh, chapter 42, verse 16. I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked place straight. Hmm. Those, these things I will do for them and not forsake them. Jesus is the way. And if we trust him and rest in him, he'll show up and the rest will be history. It's got a few more scriptures I want to read in closing. Favorite chapter in the Bible, Psalm 139. Verse 1 says, O Lord, you've searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path, my lying down, and are, are acquainted with all my ways. For there's not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You've hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. I, I, don't, I just don't understand it, God, but how can you know everything about me? That's what he's saying. I, I don't get it. You know my thoughts before I even think of why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking. He ends the chapter all the way down in verse 24. I encourage you to go read this chapter in your, in your time this week. Verse 24, and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Then we go to Psalm 32, verse 8. 
I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. God is saying, I'll, I'll teach you. I'll guide you. I'll lead you in the everlasting. I'll show you the path to take, but don't be stubborn and hard-headed where the only way you're going to move is if a bit is put into your mouth and you're forced to follow. And if I could embellish a little bit, I I think he would say, because I don't work that way. I'm not going to force you to go down my path. You have to choose that path. But I am the way. I am the truth and the life. Choose me. Church, I, I, I want to have a heart like David, Psalm 25. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. It's hard when we're, if you would stand with me, musicians would come. It's hard for us when We're on the journey, we're on the path, and especially when we need an answer. I've told this story many times. Um, Fiona graduates from college, next natural step, let's have kids. And then the moment we find out, we can't have kids. And uh, I got tested on my end, and it's, it's me. And the next couple years were horrible. Lots of uncertainty. Okay, God, we believe for America. We're going to trust you. And then nothing happens. False hopes. Um, okay, God, well, I mean, there's, there's obvious answers, obvious solutions. Foster, adopt, or we adopt. So, God, what do we do? Exactly, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> I say, God, what do we do? That's the hardest place to be when there's silence. That's what it feels like on that rocky hill when it's like we see a solution, but God says, wait. That's what his silence was saying wait, be patient. Finally, we felt led of the Lord to look into foster system and quickly found out in the first meeting, if you're here to adopt, go home. (laughs) Dane County. Got to love the system. So we went home. Like, yep, that's not us. Okay, God, thanks for crossing that off the list. So, okay, God, we're ready to adopt if that's your will. God, I'm I'm ready for my healing. Maybe that's you. I'm ready for direction, God. I want to go on the path, God. What's the path, God? Silence. I was just sharing this story uh, recently with someone. September 21st, 2014. Missionary service. Um, Fiona goes up to pray. I'm, I'm back here. Kind of Jeff and Madeline are sitting, are standing right now. 
she goes up to front to pray, and I'm sitting there and praying about totally something else. Probably a little frustrated. Probably still working through crisis of life and say, well, God, where are you at? Why, why are you not? You know, I don't know. I don't remember. I'll never forget. Out of the blue, God's like, okay, go, go for adoption. I'm like, what? what? Go for adoption. That's not what I was praying about, God. I was praying about something else. And probably whining to you, like, what, what do you mean go for? Is that you? Like, that's weird, God. <laughs> nice timing, God. <laughs> You're waiting for three years. This is awkward. Maybe we're not, maybe I'm not hearing right. So I walk down and I go to Fiona. I sit by her and I'm like, uh, I think we're supposed to adopt. And she's like, God just spoke to me the same thing. The rescuer came. I, I saw the I saw the adoption solution. But I don't know why, but I refused to move forward until I heard God say go. And God said go. This is a process that takes years, and I was getting older. <laughs> Didn't want to be like my parent, my mom, who was like 36 when she had a had her first had me. Well, I was I think 37 <laughs> when we adopted Josiah. God has a humor, sense of humor, but a process that was supposed to take two two years, may up to two years once you actually got approved. We got all our stuff in got approved in six months, and then was going to be the two-year wait. Well, it wasn't, because a year and one day after God said go, we got the call. And it literally, I look back, <laughs> this is my look back story, and I see boom, 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 boom. I'm like, we, we arrived in Tupelo, Mississippi, got him in our arms, Josiah, and I sat there like, this was way too easy. Now, it wasn't. There's a lot of history, but thinking about how it was, didn't have to, God opened doors. God opened paperwork, boom. Finances, boom. Miracle after miracle after miracle, boom, 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 boom. Jesus is the way. Someone needed to hear. I didn't have that. I wasn't going to bring it up, but the Lord spoke to my heart just now. Someone's been waiting. Someone's been searching. Maybe you've been trying your own thing, and you're realizing this this is not working. Give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. I, I felt as I was preparing that, wanted to do what we've done several times. I, I know there are folks who have physical needs in the house. And so if, if that's you and you want to be prayed for, the Bible talks about uh, the elders anointing you with oil. I want to co- encourage you to come on this side with your physical healing need and, and be prayed for. If you're struggling with path, your path, your direction, where, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Uh, come, come right in the middle section. And then if you are... Uh, Acts 2.37 or 2.38 says, Peter replied, when they're, they're trying to figure out, what are we supposed to do, guys? Peter says, repent, be baptized, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to encourage you to get on the path if you are not on the path with God. If you've never said, God, I, I want to go your way. I've been going this way, but I want to go your way. Come down here 
and we'll have folks pray with you. We have a baptismal tank in the back that is ready if you want to be baptized. We'll, we'll talk with you. We'll show you in Scripture. We'll explain it. Amen. Get on the path. Jesus is the way. If we could have some ministers come, amen. And, and as they're coming, if you would filter in behind them. Make your way to these sections. If you need a, a physical healing, come. Come on this side. If you need answers in life, come in the middle. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you want to get on the path of Jesus, come on the right side here. Won't you come right now? Jesus is the way. I remind my soul of all you've done before. I won't be distracted. I won't be distracted. Even in the distraction. I'm going to trust you, God. I will trust the one who's greater than the soul. And I will trust the one who's greater than the storm. Jesus. And I will
Can we all just lift our hands for a moment? Say, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. There's never a moment where he does not know where we are. There's never a moment where he does not have a plan for our lives. Amen. I'm so grateful that God cares about me. I agree with Pastor Phil. It blows me away to think that this, this God of the eternal, this God of the universe, this God of the creator, actually cares about me to give me direction for the next step in my life, to give me direction and purpose uh, for, for my existence here on this planet. This little speck of humanity that I call myself, God cares about me. Praise God. So when you leave here today, know that he's going with you, that he's going before you, that he's on every side of you because he cares about you. Praise God. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the word uh, that is true and that stands forever. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness and your loving kindness toward us. We ask, oh God, for the anointing of God to flow over us and through us so that we can be a light to those around us, that this God that cares about us may be evident in our lives to draw others near to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week in Jesus' name.